Hi, and welcome to the 55th episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Donna Cleveland, Editor-in-Chief of iPhone Life magazine. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com. And I'm David Auerbach, CEO and Publisher of iPhone Life magazine. Each week, we talk to you about the top tips, best apps, and great gear in the iOS world. And before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you about our Tip of the Day newsletter. If you go to iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips, we'll send you a newsletter each day teaching you something cool you can do with your iPhone. And it takes the best part is that it takes less than a minute to learn. The best part is that it's free. <laughs> yes. And that. That's an important part. <laughs> and uh, so we want to share with you one of our favorite tips. And that's how to sort people in the Photos app that are uncategorized. So one of the cool new features of iOS 10 is that you now have an album called People, and that way you can find all the pictures of you know your the favorite people in your life that you've been taking photos of. So to do that, you just open the Photos app, go to the Albums tab, tap People, and there you'll see you know a grid of faces, and you can add people in that area. But what this is teaching you is when you tap on a person's name, you might notice that there are a lot of photos that you've taken that are not being listed there. Mm -hmm. So if you scroll down, you'll see an option that will say add additional, let's see, that says confirm additional photos. And this is kind of fun. It'll like take you through a sequence of a bunch of photos and each time they show a face, you'll confirm yes or no, whether or not it's that person. And so that way you're just helping Apple's algorithm learn, you know, who's who. And, and I found this to be a pretty good feature. Like, mm -hmm. usually Apple gets it right. But this way I've more than, like, doubled people in my different albums by use, by confirming oh, more cool. photos. Yeah, it, yeah, it's a good feature. Not only does Apple seem pretty accurate, but also it's just really nice to have. I, I The other day I was looking for a photo of me and a friend, and I could just quickly find it because of this feature. And it's a photo that it would have been really hard to find otherwise. I right. have definitely been enjoying this feature. And uh, one thing you can do with it, which... Uh, I was surprised to discover I liked is you can <laughs> look at, at the top of that person's album there'll be like you can do a little slideshow and you can add music and it's, <laughs> it's pretty hilarious like if you play it some of the music is really epic uh -huh. yeah it can be I mean yeah I'm not surprised to discover you like it <laughs> <laughs> for someone who says she doesn't like taking photos I have a lot of photos of people on my phone mm. <laughs> so this is just one of the tips you'll get with iPhone Life's daily tip newsletter. Go to iPhoneLife.com slash daily tips to sign up. And um, just one last thing, a related tip that we gave a few episodes back was that you can also now search for places and things mm -hmm. on your phone. So it's not like, it's just a great, there are great new features for being able to find photos. You don't only have to look by date and location anymore. You can be like, type in hats in the search bar and you'll see all the pictures of people wearing hats. It's something that I tend to have my default view on albums and just kind mm -hmm. of seeing the latest photos. And mm -hmm. so often I'm still doing the old fashioned, like scrolling, trying to find something. So it's good to remember that you can search. Yeah. Because it's uh, it's something that's easy to forget about, but is really convenient when you're trying to find a, a specific photo. Yeah. Definitely. It's something I still need to break that habit because I still yeah. do a lot of scrolling that I, I know. really don't need Me to too. be doing. Me too. Uh, so next up, we want to talk about our premium subscription. That's iPhone Life Insider. So this is if you really want to really take your iPhone and iPad skills to the next level, 
then you'll wanna get this premium subscription. We have video courses for you, a video version of our daily tips. We also have a full digital archive of iPhone Life Magazine, which has been around for years, and you'll also get the most recent um, issue. And uh, you get Ask an Editor, and that's a feature where if you're having some sort of issue with your iPhone and iPad, which we know this comes up for everybody, you can email Sarah and she'll help you resolve your problem promptly and you know, Sarah has a great personality too, so. <laughs> wow, that's not always a compliment when that's you a, say that. Yeah, that's yeah, an interesting plug for signing up for Insider. Yeah, you get to be friends with Sarah. You'd be friends with Sarah. <laughs> so uh, Sarah's gonna share one of the most recent Insider questions with us. Real quick though, we've got a couple really awesome in-depth guides coming out. And this the iPhone Life Insider isn't just for people who wanna be like the premium experts. It's for anybody who feels like they could use their phone better. And it's, we have comprehensive guides, we have comprehensive videos, you can ask us questions. So the guides that are coming out, I'm really excited about. First of all, Apple TV guide coming mm -hmm. out in April. And coming out, uh, I think it's in June, is going to be, we're doing a guide on Apple's built-in apps. So Apple Maps, your email app, uh, all the different apps that you use every day, we're gonna have comprehensive guides, teach you how to use them, get more out of them. So that's my little plug, iPhoneLife.com slash insider. And what was your question of the week, Sarah? Well, speaking of photos, mm -hmm. um, I received an email from an insider who took some photos from on his camera, and the date was set like 20 years in the future. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know his how iPhone he, camera. No, his his actual camera. 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 Okay. And then somehow, you know, he transferred those to his iPhone. Okay. But now they, there's a lot of them, and they show up as the most recent photos. Oh. So he has to scroll through all of them every time he wants to look at his actual most recent photos. Mm -hmm. So That's he wanted funny. to know if he could change <laughs> the date, and you can. Um, the easiest way to do it is to have a Mac and do it on your computer. Mm -hmm. um, and so to do that, um, and I didn't, I didn't explore this part too hard, but you have to have your photo, like you have, you have your photos you know, from your phone, like you have to have the iCloud photo library thing going so that your photos are there and any changes you make there are also made on your phone. Mm -hmm. um, so you have to be logged into the same iCloud account and have iCloud photo library set up. Um, so what you would do is you would go into photos and you would hold down the shift key while clicking on all the photos that mm -hmm. you want to change the date stamp on. Um, and then you would go to images in the top nav bar and uh, click adjust date and time. So are you going, are you in the Photos app? You're in the Photos app on okay. your Mac. Okay, Photos app on your Mac, gotcha. Yeah, then this will change it on your iPhone. Gotcha, and you mm -hmm. have to, to, for that to work, you have to have iCloud uh, photo stream set up. It's not I, called I photo stream anymore. iCloud photos. iCloud, iCloud photos. photos set up, okay. So, and, and you have to be logged into the same iCloud account on both mm -hmm. machines. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a Mac though, um, it actually, the best way to change the date stamp is to get an app from the App Store to do it. And there are apps available to do there this. There are apps. Um, one that came up a lot and seemed like the best was called Pixel Guard. But, you know, I don't really like to recommend apps that don't have really high star ratings. So I do have to say it only has a three and a half star rating. So if you That's guys... That's in my range of acceptability. Right. If it gets I a lot of reviews... I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it if it were lower. Um, but it seemed like the best one to do this and but if you if you know of a better one or a more highly rated mm -hmm. one let us know and we'll share that with you guys 
But as far as doing it, if you have a PC, it seems like the simplest solution is just to uh, do it directly on your phone with a third-party app, which you will probably have to pay for. But I think it'd be worth it because that sounds really annoying having to scroll through all those mm. photos. Wouldn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't another option be to plug your iPhone into your computer, be it Mac or PC, and then you could kind of take the photos off, change the raw file date, and put them back on? Yes, you could do that. Okay, cool. But, I, to me, it seems simpler to use an app. Yeah, it's so funny. I don't know about you guys. Have you? When was the last time you tried to use your iTunes on your computer to like load stuff on your phone? I no. never well, do it anymore. Well, here's the thing: is, <laughs> never. is never. actually, if you go to iCloud.com and on your PC and log in there, you can actually save all your photos to your computer that way. So you don't even have to plug your iPhone in. Okay. But then you'd have to transfer them from your computer back to your iPhone. <laughs> And like replace all the ones that you have there. It's just it's you know, complicated. Use the app. Yeah, I feel use bad for this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But. And and if you use a camera, make sure the date is correct. That's the moral of the story. If you use a camera, get your date right. Otherwise, it's gonna get messed up when you load it into mm -hmm. uh, your iPhone. Yep. <laughs> so these are Sarah's awesome suggestions, and this is what part of the iPhone Life Insider program that we've been telling you about. So go to iPhoneLife.com/insider to sign up and learn more. Next, we'll move into our Apple complaints and learning segment of the episode. Uh, I have one for Noah, who's our COO. <laughs> He's complaining this week, and I totally agree with him. So, but I oh, had to I, give him credit. I, I thought you had too. a complaint for him. Like <laughs> yeah, I got lots of complaints for Noah. I mean, Noah is sort of the chip supplier in the office, and he didn't get enough chips last time. And he's so. out of town. He doesn't get enough chocolate. Like he's in charge of keeping our snacks like yeah. stocked, and he's terrible at it. Really yeah. important operation stuff. We got lots of complaints. We'll save the rest for him in person. He's out of town right now, which is why we need to tell you guys about these complaints. Go yeah. ahead, Donna. Sorry, derailed no, it's us. Fine. It's fine. So um, Noah was pointing out that the App Store app on your iPhone is extremely slow. Yeah. And it's really true. So if you open up the App Store app and go to search and type in an app, it takes like you'll see the loading symbol for a really long time, it feels like. I mean, just way longer than you're used to with other apps at this point, even though it's probably still under a minute. Um, but it's really true. And one thing that I've also noticed is that you can't, like most search <laughs> bars at this point, you start searching something and you'll see like a list of suggestions of apps yeah. you're looking up. This doesn't do that. And if you like type in one wrong letter, which it's pretty easy to do on the iPhone um, keyboard, you won't even get any suggestions. It'll just show up as nothing. So really, it just seems like Apple sh could do better. They gotta get their act together. I agree. And when you type to search, it's like that's the slowest part. It like slows down your whole iPhone as it's like I'm gonna search soon. Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah. Do you, do you guys have problems with this? Yeah. I've definitely noticed the lack of autocorrect, and um, my because it's hard to type accurately on those keyboards. And sometimes you don't even like remember the exact name, and you're just trying to get close. And you're we're all yeah. used to Google now, where you can like get every other letter right and it'll know, but yeah. no, Apple's not there. One thing Apple has added somewhat recently is sponsored apps along the top. If you search for something, they'll show some related apps at the top and it'll tell you it's sponsored. And this is actually something I haven't minded because it mm -hmm. does end up showing you some different apps than you might have found otherwise. That's how I found the Doctor on Demand app. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's something that I actually, I'll do the similar thing in Google where sometimes if, for example, I'm trying to like, I know of one software, but I want to figure out if there's other similar softwares. I'll kind of Google it and see what ads show up on top, who's advertising yeah. for it. So yeah, I, I haven't minded the ads either. I found them to be often helpful. 
Yeah, because just because they're advertising doesn't mean they're good. Yeah, they're not and, good, and you, know? you still get to see the reviews, so you still get to know. Yeah, right, definitely. Um, David, do you have any Apple complaints and learning? I do. So I... <laughs> I can um, count on you. You can always count on me to complain. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm wanting to weigh in yet again on the ongoing Apple Maps versus Google Maps saga. Ah, the ongoing saga. The ongoing saga. So I have uh, a CarPlay unit in my car, and so I started using Apple Maps uh, instead of Google Maps, even though I've been a fierce advocate of Google Maps, because Apple Maps works with CarPlay, so it's really convenient. Right. I was in Des Moines last weekend, and Apple Maps was terrible. Really? And I'm ready to jump back on the Google Maps bandwagon, <laughs> and I'm angry about it. Literally, it happened to me two or three times where I'd be like driving down the highway, it'd be giving me directions, and I'd be like, you have arrived at your destination. And I'm like, I'm on a highway. And I could like see like... No, kind of like several streets over where it was and I'd have to like get off the highway, get back on another highway, going the other way. Like it I, got me close, but close really doesn't cut it when you're on a highway. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've had, I've had a similar sufficient. experience with Apple where, you know, there's like the main highway and then there's like those secondary roads. And so, you know, I had to be on that secondary road to get to my location, but that actually required like going another block and turning and... Yeah, when Apple Maps messes up, it messes up really badly. And it's really bad when a Maps software messes up. And it's not like Google never messes up Google Maps, but yeah. it, it doesn't do that to me. It doesn't, like, fail to... I don't know. I, it hasn't messed up as much to me. I don't know. When I was taking my daughter to take her SATs, which you can't be late for, it took me to a random place on the University of Iowa campus and said, you have arrived at your destination. And it was just like a random intersection. Like, this is Google Maps did that to you? Yes. Really? Yeah, one thing I've noticed is that a lot of these mapping softwares really vary city to city. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I feel like um, Apple Maps does well in some cities. It's really bad in Chicago, I've also noticed. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm curious, like, you know, how that very Like, Des Moines, I haven't really tried Apple Maps that much, so. You know, that's actually the first time I swore off Apple Maps was in Chicago, <laughs> and it just had me doing circles. I was doing, like, figure eights and circles, and I was, like, in rush hour traffic know, in downtown now Chicago. Now that we're complaining about this, yeah. I was um, in a different, it wasn't a very big town. I was in a different town the other weekend, and I was leaving, and I was... Trying to, and I got to the intersection that I had passed through on my way to my location. And instead of having me just continue and then turn right, it was like turn left and then turn right and then turn. It had me like jog over for like, yeah. I don't know why, because yeah. I could have just gone straight. Here's what I like about Apple Maps though I find both Google and Apple Maps have a little bit of confusing UI to find what you're looking for, like mm -hmm. when you're like trying to find a, like a bank or whatever. But Siri works really well. And so when you're like, Siri, take me to a bank, and then Apple Maps pops up, I really like that. And so mm -hmm. I'm trying to make it work, and I can't. And and so it's like several layers of complaints here. Apple Maps isn't working. Google Maps doesn't work on my CarPlay. Uh, and I'm angry. That's my third complaint. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm getting a vibe that you're actually not done with Apple Maps. Like you're saying you're not going to use it again, but I think you're going to use it again. Well, it's because my CarPlay, <laughs> having a visual on my dash is worth it to me. Yeah. That's the only reason. Okay, if I could, um, I, I could probably hook you up with like a, a mount for your phone. No, I have CarPlay and I love it. So CarPlay <laughs> I love. I'm not parting with it. Yeah. 
Uh, also, you know, there's a CarPlay update in iOS 10.3. Really? And that makes it easier to switch between apps. And there's like a dock now with like Ooh. your most recently used apps. And it's easier to like switch your music and okay. see what's coming up. I'll get on that. I'll get so, on that. Yeah. I forgot to mention that in our last podcast. So can we make this our question of the week? I keep stealing our questions oh. of the week. Okay. Why don't we do two, two, two questions, questions, questions yeah. of the week? We brainstorm questions of the week and then I always make stuff up on the fly. Question number one of the week is, <laughs> do you use Apple Maps or Google Maps and why? So email podcast Ooh. at iphonelife.com to let us know. And why don't we just ask question number two right now? Yeah, I have to hand it to you. It's a good question. Thanks, so I can't be thanks. too mad at you. It ties into my learning of the week, which is just that I have started using the Kindle app, which I used to really be... I still am a fan of certain paper products. Like I like having a physical magazine. I like the feel of reading a book, and that's why I held off. But it is just like, it's just so much more practical to have a book with you. Like I bring my iPhone everywhere and it's nice to have. And I have found like because of night shift mode, I'm able to read without feeling wired at night. Mm. Um, and night shift mode, if you don't know, it's one of Apple's iOS 10 features that changes the color hue to a warmer tone at night because blue light can interrupt your sleeping rhythms. So I found that like I can still read on my iPhone before going to bed on the Kindle app and feel fine and fall asleep and have mm -hmm. no problem. And so my question of the week, I was just going to ask you guys, do you read on your iPhones um, and email us at podcast at iphonelife.com to tell us why or why not? Can so I, I answer? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I have my Kindle, I have a Kindle Paperwhite and I love it. I'm obsessed with it. It's because I, it's eating technology. Sure. Of course I am. I'm obsessed with all technology. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm sure everybody knows, but just in case, it's eating technology, which means it looks like it's not a digital screen. And so it looks a lot like a physical page. And so I just, even with the uh, night mode, I just don't love staring at a screen because I'm staring at a screen all day. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, 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 that's not true. I consume a lot of news through my iPhone and my iPad. Like I'll read news almost exclusively on my iPhone and iPad, but if I'm reading a book, I will almost always use my Kindle. I bring my Kindle with me on trips and things like that. Yeah, I I stopped using my Kindle because I started reading so much on oh. my book, but one, I mean on my iPhone. But one <laughs> thing I've noticed is that when I try and read nonfiction mm -hmm. on my iPhone, I never finish the book. Hmm. Whereas if I get an actual hard copy of the book, I always finish it. So that I stopped reading nonfiction on it. And, and what do you attribute that to? Um, I think, you know, it. when I read fiction, it's often a, um, like an, an exercise in brain relaxation, you mm -hmm. know? Um, when I'm reading nonfiction, I'm actually, like, using my brain. I'm thinking about it. I might stop and look things up, you know? And so I think that... It requires a great, uh, you know, it's harder on your eyes to read on an iPhone. And I think that because I'm working, you know, like I'm actually using my brain instead of just relaxing, it, uh, I think it, it's just t more tiring. So basically mm. what you're saying is reading nonfiction for you is more work than reading fiction. So you want a medium that is less work to do so. Mm -hmm. I guess so. And also, I think just like having the book there staring at me. Physical because generally, reminder. sometimes mm -hmm. nonfiction is like you're fascinated by the topic, but it's not necessarily written in a fascinating way. Mm -hmm. So having that book just sort of staring at you, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I need to get back to that and learn that stuff. And uh, 
I would agree <laughs> with through. that. I feel like it's really easy to forget that you have a whole library of books on your Kindle, whereas if you see it on your bookshelf every day yeah. or on your coffee I mean, table. It might also just be that like nonfiction books tend to just take longer to read. Whereas, you know, like I read a lot of genre fiction, which can I can like read an entire novel in two hours. And so <laughs> I'm a fast reader. So she is. You know, like, that's one sitting, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but if I don't finish the book, then I might not get back to it, and I might forget. Next question. I'm going to derail this podcast right now. <laughs> what what books are you guys reading? Oh, <laughs> um, the Argonauts. It's a great feminist book. I joined a feminist book club. Oh, cool. And I just finished that. That's the one Is I read. Is this fiction or nonfiction? It's nonfiction, um, but it's. I would say it's It's not written in a dry way at all. Uh -huh. So it had the similar effect that Sarah's talking about, that like I kept on wanting to find out what was happening. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what would happen if I was trying to read something a little drier, you know? Mm -hmm. What about you, Sarah? Sarah's looking up. <laughs> I'm reading... Well, I have like a lot of... Uh, books on my Kindle that I haven't read or I'm in progress with. Uh, currently, I'm reading for nonfiction, A People's History of the United States, which is on my phone, cool. and so it's taking me a long time. And in I a switch that. from what <laughs> I just said I like to do, I'm also reading, um, the I think it's the fifth or sixth book in this fantasy novel series called, um, it's like the Green Rider series. I can't remember what it's called, this particular novel. Um, like 800 pages there's no way I'm you know I don't even know I feel like I feel like trilogies are where authors should stop and <laughs> so and and you know so it's like 800 pages of, of a series that should have ended two books ago mm. and um, but you're so hooked. not recommending it you recommend the series but not the book I don't know I've I haven't like I like every time I pick it up I'm just I get tired Mm. I don't have as much time to read as I used to. We can link to these too if you guys want it. We'll start a little mini book club here, guys. But there that's a great tip to have books like that on your Kindle because, like, holding an 800 page book when you're like laying down, <laughs> yeah. like, over, it's like well, your wrist yeah. gets higher. Or when you're traveling. Well, the, thing is, yeah. I think the reason I bought this in hard copy is because. Oh, it is hard she, copy. She, yeah. She, I didn't catch that. Great I, tip. Don't be like Sarah. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, the nonfiction book I'm reading right now is on my phone, and the fiction one I'm reading is not. Um, I usually, I'm the kind of person who has like my kitchen book, my bedroom book, like my living room. I just usually have a lot of books and I can consolidate them on my phone. But this series started like 15 years ago. And so that was before iPhones and Kindles really. So, you know, and I want to have all of the books in the same that makes sense. format. Mm -hmm. So that's why I bought it. That's a hard copy. What about you, David? Do you have any books? Uh, yeah, I'm reading The Blind Side by Michael Lewis. Mm -hmm. I got really obsessed with Michael Lewis this year for some reason. I've read like all of his books. Uh, the Blind Side, it's a fun, it's a very light read, especially if you're a football fan. Uh, but I, it, the other books I enjoyed because I learned so much. This one I feel like I'm not learning that much. So I really enjoyed The Flash Boys uh, and The Big Short, were I think my two favorites of his. Um, so I really, he's similar to what you're saying with Argonauts. It's nonfiction, in it, but it reads like a fiction book. He's a great storyteller, but I find I'm kind of learning a lot. And I find him, like, really kind of oddly inspiring. Like, they're mm -hmm. often about, like, ways our society's messed up. But, like, I find him inspiring because there's, like, these people who kind of discover the flaw in our society and find ways to make it better and exploit it. And it's just really fascinating. So really big fan of Michael Lewis. Cool. Last, I, last thing. And then okay. we're back on track. 
I love Goodreads. Do you guys use Goodreads? No, not really. Oh. But I, I use it to like look up books. Yeah. I don't log what I read with it. I find it really useful to A, keep track of my books and B, to see like what my friends are reading and see reviews from my friends and other people. So I'm trying to bring this conversation back to technology. <laughs> and so Goodreads is a great app and, and website. Cool. Okay, moving right along. Well, we're moving into our last section of this week's podcast, which is where we share our best apps and gear that we've been trying out. Um, I'll go ahead and start. Mm -hmm. uh, an app that I've been enjoying is The Skim. I've been subscribing mm. to this newsletter for a while. It sends you an, something to your inbox every day that gives you just a quick look at what's happening in the world. Sorry, Sarah. <laughs> we all have elaborate hand motions. If you're just listening, Donna almost smacked me in the face just now. Yeah. If you're just listening, check it out. We uh, record this. Hopefully, yeah. sometimes our camera dies. Uh, <laughs> so iPhoneLife.com slash podcast, and we usually post the stream of this. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. Um, where was I? The Skim. Mm -hmm. So it's a daily newsletter. It gives you a brief of what's been happening in the world, and it's like served up in a very entertaining, fun way. And so it's just like a five to ten minute read each morning, so you feel like you're up on current events. And they recently released an app, and it is something you pay a monthly recurring fee for. Right now, I'm trying out the month free trial of it to see if I like it. So it not only will send you a notification with the daily, uh, with your daily news, but it'll also send you other updates if there's something like, you know, if the president's giving a speech that night, it'll let you know and when it's going to be on so you can watch it. Mm -hmm. Or um, the makers of Serial just came out with a new podcast, yeah. so I got a notification today saying hey, check out this podcast, like stuff like that. Have that, you checked or it like, out? Or uh, like, you know, Beyonce is has a concert in your area. Like if you want to go, you should try to get tickets, like that kind of thing. Mm. So um, I, I mean, I'm only, it's only been a week since I've started it. And really the most useful thing so far I found was the podcast recommendation because I love podcasts. Mm -hmm. And so it's fun to hear about new ones that have come out. Um, I'll get back to you guys after the month is over if I found those extras to be enough to want to pay mm -hmm. because the skim newsletter is free yeah as a media publisher i really feel for them because i love the skim mm -hmm. i i subscribe to their newsletter for free it doesn't i download the app i did the month free trial and they oh, didn't really? they didn't give me enough to make me want to pay and mm -hmm. it's like i really wanted them to because i really believe I should be paying media that I enjoy hint yeah. hint people uh, <laughs> but they didn't give me enough so I personally didn't stick around for that I'll get back to you guys mm -hmm. but yeah I could see that Sarah what do you have I know you have gear you're always having gear to share with yeah, us yeah Sarah's our gear yeah um I actually kind of had forgotten about this uh this is called the pivot it's from Oloclip and it's uh for those of you who are just listening it's, it's basically like a little grip that lets you pivot your phone and it, it can fit like any phone or camera and so you can get like interesting angles. Um, you can also take off the part that holds the phone and put like a light or a, um, a camera or a microphone. Hmm. Um, and also you can take off the part that holds your phone and put it on a tripod. Um, okay. Which is not one of the uses they talk about but... You know, some of those uh, tripods with, like, the phone attachments, the, the phone attachments are pretty weak. And actually, the mm. tripod I have, the phone attachment broke. And this there thing is hardcore. I mean, yeah. when Holoclip makes an accessory, like, you know it's going to be good and it's going to work. And so, yeah, it, it works with every case I've got. And it's I, I really like it. Uh, it's $49.99. If you 
like to take photographs and your arms don't bend in certain ways. Yeah, so what do you use it for? Well, basically, like, say you're trying to, like, uh, you know, you're trying to get a, a like, a certain angle uh -huh. or... I mean, one thing, I like to put it on the tripod because you can get the certain angle and then, like, have it be, you know, a different, like, farther away. But, um, so selfie stick? You could, but, you know, tripods don't generally have the handy button oh, yeah, that that's the true, that's selfie true. sticks do. I don't know if you could put this on a selfie stick or not. Um, that makes sense. So for so, those of you who are listening and not watching, she's holding it at a very extreme angle. So it gives you right, a grip like a, to hold it at extreme angles. A 270 degree rotation. Gotcha, And you gotcha. can put um, different uh, attachments on it. So, you know, if you have other things you want to put on there. You mm -hmm. can, so it's not, you don't just have to use it for your camera or your phone. Gotcha. Cool, Very so it's cool. sort of like a multi-purpose right. iPhone photography tool. Well, especially if you combine it with all Eclipse um, lens sets, they have quite a mm -hmm. few of them now, um, mm -hmm. you know, you could find yourself doing a whole lot of other things, and I'm trying to uh, get into photography and stop being so anti-taking <laughs> pictures, so uh, this is helping. Very cool. cool. Uh, mine, I'm going to have to look up the name, so give me a second. Uh, there's a lot of apps like this, and we've talked about some of them before. This one's called Motion Stills, and basically what it does is it lets you edit your live photo to mm. a different frame, uh, and it lets you create GIFs out of your live photos. Now, like I said, there's a couple other ones out there. This one's free. It's made by Google, and it's a really intuitive, easy-to-use UI um, so I liked it in that batch of them. This one seemed to be one of the better ones. I, I sent you guys a few of them. I don't know if you noticed from I, like kind of turning live photos into GIFs. And it was just really quick and easy to do. It pulls up all of your live photos in an easy view. So you can kind of browse. And that's why I have a couple of them. I went to modify one photo. I ended up modifying a bunch of them because it was just fun. They all pop up. Yeah. So I, I definitely recommend it. We'll link to it. But one more time, it's called Motion Stills. And it's by Google. And it's free. And did you say it can isolate a single frame from a live photo as mm -hmm. well? Ah. So it can. That this is the problem we've talked about in the past, where sometimes you'll do a live photo, and then the photo which shows you is is bad. Either somebody's blinking, and they're looking away, or look has a silly face. But then when you watch the live photo in its entirety, still that's amazing. Yeah, and Apple for some reason, really weird reason, has not allowed you to modify the point in which it like uses the photo mm -hmm. and so there's now a few apps out there that do this i think live gif is one of them or something lively is lively. one i brought up yeah. before but you have to pay to get rid of the lively watermark on yeah that, so this one this one's free although i'm not sure if there's a watermark or not i don't think there is uh it's by google which means they'll probably support it for a while so yeah i like it a lot awesome mm -hmm. all right guys thanks so much for listening into the 55th episode of the iphone life podcast uh one thing Will the uh, Apple giveaway be going on at this point? Or... <laughs> It'll be done. I'm sorry, done. guys. Right. Um, by the time this broadcasts, the, well, someone will have won an awesome bundle of Apple gear. So we won't dwell on that, but we're happy for them. <laughs> um, so, but make sure to go to iphonelife.com slash insider to learn, learn about our awesome program that will teach you how to make the most out of your iPhone and iPad. And email in your answers to our questions at podcast at iphonelife.com. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thanks, and everyone. Thank you guys. See you next time. One more time, let's recap our questions for them. Do right. you use Apple Maps or Google Maps? And do you why? And why? And do you use Kindle on uh, your phone? Do you read on your iPhone? Yeah. So why or why not? So send those in, and we'll read them on air for you guys. Bye.
Thanks, everyone. Thank you, guys. Bye.